Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? And so much more. Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkie. I'm a writer, performer, and host of this podcast about And Just Like That. But now that we've recapped both seasons of the show, I couldn't help but wonder, should I go back and cover the original Sex in the City? The answer, of course, is no, but I can't be stopped, so every week I'll be joined by my very own Mirandas and Charlottes to unpack an episode or movie of their choosing. We're doing Sex in the City Roulette with extra Samantha and none of the Che. And just like Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Today we are going to be strutting down memory lane through another classic episode of Sex and the City. It's season four, episode two. It's called The Real Me. And HBO's logline for the episode is Carrie's insecurities are put to the test. Meanwhile, Samantha has sexy pictures taken so she can remember herself as a hot chick. Also, Charlotte deals with a gynecological problem. In other words, it's the one where Carrie becomes fashion roadkill. But I am not walking down this runway alone. This episode was recorded on the corner of right now and everyone was there because it really is the place to see and be seen. I am joined by two true VIPs. The first one is a returning favorite. You've seen her on Black Monday, Glow, and Heathers. She and Emily Foster have a profoundly important Substack you must subscribe to called How to Be Less Old. And it is too bad it's an audio medium because she's giving fresh, she's giving dewy, and she's always giving hair first. Deanna Chang, welcome back. Good to be here, Matt. Hi, Teddy. It's a pleasure. I feel safe. I feel held. I feel ready and excited. <laughs> As do we all. And let me introduce our next guest. He's an actor you've seen on The Flash and Chicago Fire, American Horror Story. You will soon see him as one of the leads on a show called Dr. Wolf coming to NBC, which happens to be created by someone I am married to. But even more important than that, he was also an extra in this episode of Sex and the City. We're going to discuss the fashion show guy himself, Teddy Sears. <laughs> fashion show guy. That's, that's funny because that was literally the first credit I ever had on my resume was fashion show guy because I I wanted I needed something. I'm new to New York. You needed I needed I needed a line on my resume and so I was there and I just I, you know and I don't think I've taken it off actually, Matt. So thanks for the reminder. Oh, and nor uh, should you. Well, take us uh, back to to that yeah. moment in what was obviously a long career after that. But you know, it was the the very early aughts. You're a young actor in New York looking for his big break. 
take us inside that moment in time in the Teddy Sears origin story. Like, were you waiting tables? Did you do a lot of extra work to pay the bills? <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I, okay, I got to New York in November of 2000. We shot this, I want to say it was February of 2001. Um, I, I, like you said, I'm I'm new. I'm just trying to sort of piece together an existence. I live <laughs> with three other guys uh, in a very illegal sort of situation on um, 24th and 3rd. And weirdly, a friend's, either it was a friend's girlfriend or a friend's girlfriend's friend was like, they're doing a big open casting for this, for extras, for this next episode of Sex and City. Mm. They need a lot of people do you want to do it? And, and I, sure. I mean, I gave them what amount, what, what was a headshot at the time was like, just a, like, like a shitty Polaroid I had, like I did, I had nothing guys. And so that got passed to the right person and they said, sure. And I'm sure they just did it because again, I don't remember, but like a friend was dating this person or they, they were doing a favor to a friend. So, and, and to your question about, did I do a lot of extra work? I did two days of extra work total they were both on this episode of Sex in the City. Wow. And the last day I worked was like, we'll talk about it, but it was like such a long day. And I remember getting my paycheck like a week or two later, and it was such a shitty amount of money uh, <laughs> for- Sorry for, to interrupt. Someone just yeah. popped into the frame. I know. What a, what a, look, look at that gorgeous I've man. already heard this story, but I just wanted to say hi. Hey, Michael. <laughs> he, how are you, man? he knows this story. <laughs> and the, the paycheck was so low. And you know, like extras aren't, aren't treated or they weren't treated that well back then. I'm like, this is, I don't want to do this, man. This is, this is so silly. And I didn't want to be thought of, sort of more to the point, I didn't want to be thought of as, as an extra. I wanted to be in front of right. the camera. Like, you know, I, I, whatever. I was, I didn't want to like be in people's minds as like, Oh, we need an extra. Let's call this guy. So that was it. Two days and I was done. Well, do we have some more uh, to talk about in the uh, realm of extra work? We're going to table that for now. <laughs> but when the opportunity came your way, were you already a fan of Sex in the City? What I knew about sex, no. What I knew about it was that it was a like a wildly popular show. I don't think, I mean, I... The, the the place I'd moved into had cable. I don't know if I if I'd ever seen an episode. This is sort of how I, it wasn't like really looming large in my sort of personal fandom. But I, like I said, I was new to New York, and I think you couldn't escape being in New York. This this you know two thousand two thousand one. There weren't that many shows going. You know, the Law and Orders were going, Sopranos was going, Sex and City was going, but like there wasn't a ton to do there. Mm -hmm. But this series like just loomed so large in the sort of I don't know, yeah. actor world. And by the way, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, so uh, I just wanted to work. I needed to pay my rent. Like I was kind of doing whatever I could to piece it together. Yeah. And so this was another opportunity. And it was in this world I was really curious about. Like, by the way, a month earlier, I'd done my first ever job, but it wasn't on my resume yet, but it was a, it was, it was a, like a two-liner on One Life to Live as like shirtless bartender Ooh. named Chad for the Valentine's episode. And so like, I was like, oh, this, this is, this is really, really fun. Like, I really, really like this world. This is maybe something I want to do. And uh, extra work on camera. I didn't know the difference. I was like, yes, I, I want to work. I want to do this. And so anyway, yeah. I learned that it's not exactly what I wanted to do. But I have, um, I have so many good memories. of. And, and, and when I watched the episode, um, I was watching it last night with my wife. And so much came back to me that I forgot that I just can't wait to talk. All right. Well, we're going to get into all of it. I also should mention, by the way, it just occurred to me as you were talking and saying you weren't you know, already a fan of Sex in the City that you are our first ever straight male guest on this show uh, really? is you know that this is, is a uh, yes it's this a is first, uh, it's a first you folks. Know, <laughs> yeah uh he's one of the great allies folks teddy sears um deanna yeah, you know one thing that i don't think i asked you when you were on the show before okay. is just a, a 
question as old as time, which is just a straight up, are you a Carrie or a mm. Miranda or a what have you? Yeah, it's so funny. You do ask everybody that, and I'm always fascinated with people's answers. And I wonder to myself, what am I? And um, yeah. I never get very far. <laughs> you, don't, don't, you don't have an answer. I mean, my hair is giving Carrie right mm-hmm. now. Carrie. So that's uh-huh. helpful. Uh-huh. I have a longer face. So just those two things alone, we're, <laughs> we're aligned, you know? Do you like to keep your money where you can see it in your closet? That's that's no, the question. my money is very okay. much outside mm. of my closet. So there's that. But, that's you know, Miranda. Yeah, yeah I, I don't actually think I'm any of them. What do you think, Matt? I don't have a sense of it's it. Interesting. I don't know. Th- I, yeah, you defy categorization. <laughs> you might be our first person who truly defies categorization. <laughs> I, I think you're probably closest to Carrie. So. It's like there's the artist's sensibility. There's the iconic blonde hair. Right. There's, you know, there there's a lot. Gosh, I'll have to pray. Yeah, on we'll that. have to do some work around it. I don't I think <laughs> that the true the true answer is I may not fit into this group in a way. In like a I might not have a category. You know, this show is all about honest conversations where we we really face our fears. And for some of us, it's a fear of aging. For some of us, it's a fear of carbs. And hey, I get it. The fear is real. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Hero Bread. Hero Bread has remade many of your favorite foods, but in these fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein, and fiber. Two of my favorite things. I've always said, if I ever have twin children, their names are going to be protein and fiber. What did I have for lunch today? A tuna sandwich on their seeded bread. It was the perfect texture. It toasts up just like a dream. My God, was it good. And right now, if you go to hero.co and use code like Matt, you will get 10% off your first order. So don't give up on being a breadhead because Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co, use code like Matt at checkout. That's like Matt at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I'm a big therapy person. I would say for me, the greatest benefit of therapy, if I can look back at all of the years that I have spent in therapy has been changing the way that I speak to myself internally. You know, everybody always says like, you have to treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend. That's much easier said than done. So many of us are our own worst critics and it 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 takes some 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 help to untangle that. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash like Matt today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash like Matt. What both of you are are like breaking new ground on this show in different ways. So we have a straight man, and we have someone who can't define herself as one of the one of the four. This is huge. Yeah. So 
This episode, we kick it off in Brasserie Eight and a Half, <laughs> and Carrie's having drinks with Stanford, and then fashion show producer Lynn Cameron, played by the amazing Margaret Cho, comes in, and she asks Carrie to be in her fashion show, and you know it's a mix of models and real people, and then of course Carrie goes on to discuss this at, at brunch with the girls. But Teddy, you informed me that you are in, you are not just the fashion show guy; you are also <laughs> in. Brasserie eight and a half. You managed to cast yourself twice. <laughs> yeah, the, very weirdly, the the episode opens. I mean, it's a, a gorgeous shot, right? They, they start on the ceiling. They're kind of twisting, twirling down. Directed by MPK, I think, right? Mm. This, yeah, yeah. And then they follow two, you know, sort of creatures of the night down the stairs. And uh, it's a it's a tall um, woman, and then it's me. Uh, I am very much blocked by her, but I do my <laughs> best to sort of make sure the camera sort of tries to catch yeah. a piece of my, you know. My schnoz. I'm wearing ridiculous red aviators that I know I bought at Ricky's on 8th Street because I also remember buying a red pleather coat, which Amazing. I'm sure it was, by the way, the coat was 50 bucks. I don't know why I remember that. Was, this is a steal. It's 50 bucks and it's a red pleather coat. Uh, shocker that they didn't choose that to appear in the episode. But but yeah, <laughs> the the whatever, we're walking down the stairs. The camera sort of follows, you know, people arriving and it takes us to the bar where, where we find, you know, Stanford and Carrie Wright uh, having their conversation. And then, um, and then Margaret Cho shows up, and that was so. I, it was so cool. I remember how quiet it was, like when we shot it. Mm-hmm. And we have to act like you know it's a booming place. And of course, when you watch it back, there's music, and and it's like it's a very sort of up tempo kind of lively place. But you know, this is one thing I learned by doing extra work. You know, the music's not there. I will say when we get to the fashion mm-hmm. show, though, the music very much was pumping when the well, when the models fun. were walking. But, oh, uh, interesting. But when we shot, of course, because of dialogue and everything. Um, uh, yeah, there was nothing. So yeah. Wow. This is, this is, right, guys, this is like watching it back. I knew half of the lines just at the ready, you know, mm-hmm. had them, was spitting them in unison. But this goes mm-hmm. down as one of the most iconic episodes of all time. True. Right? I, I mean. I completely, completely agree with you. It's, it's fabulous. Epic. It's, it's so good. And the people who show up in the episode. Epic. Like the. The, right, the I don't even want to call them cameos, but you know, like when Samantha gets sexy pictures taken, there's a photographer named Jeff Forney, and weirdly, a friend. This is so weird, guys. Like a friend uh, that I know from Washington D.C., where I grew up, she like was high school friends with that with Jeff Forney, who played the photographer. So when she would come to town, we'd go to his apartment. And I was like, oh, Whoa. you were the photographer on that day. His assistant Tiger is played by Tony fucking Tony Hale. Hale. Tony Hale, who I remember back one then, one of the greats. He he, back then he was like in every other TV commercial. I don't know if you remember, yes. like around two thousand, like this yes. guy kept showing up. And then of course he's because he's because he's yes. Tony Hale. He's fantastic. Alan Cumming. I mean, guys, we can just go. We'll, we'll go on and on. But Ed um, it, it yeah. truly is Deanna, like Ed Cox. Kevin truly O'Conn. is one of the best. Episodes. Yes, and Orlando Pita, yeah. and uh, we could. Uh, I mean, Heidi Klum. It, it's and, and we get what, it, yeah it's crazy it's a murderer's row it's just it's a bananas episode and yeah that whole thing was just so much fun oh yeah the concept yeah. and it says so much tony hill has i think one line you know yeah. and he's in the scene when Miranda, when um, samantha's doing her nude nude photo shoot and yeah. it's Absolutely unforgettable. Yep. He steals the entire scene <laughs> with just one line in his reaction because he's just such a star. Yeah. Also, looks yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Now, exactly the same. <laughs> Completely agree. 20, 20 odd years later. And you're right, he does steal the as scene. As does Teddy he, Sears. 
Oh boy. No blink, blink and you'll miss. No, no, no. I mean, seriously, I'm one, especially when we get to the fact, no, and even a brasserie eight and a half, I'm one of like, you know, many dozens of, of faces there, but thank you, Matt. That was a very nice attempt to compare me to Tony Hale. It's, it's not going to happen. It's simply true. It's yeah. simply true. You know, what struck me watching this is like it, the first girl's brunch scene when she's like, they, I can't believe they want me to be a model, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we get that she's, she's, you know, she's insecure and she feels unworthy. And I remember watching this and being like, oh, wait, sorry, Carrie doesn't think she's beautiful. And it yeah. was like a wake up call to me. But it's, you know, it, it is relatable. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker is obviously stunning and like is a model in many ways. Yeah. So I'm not comparing myself to her. <gasps> But like we are all very hard on ourselves about the way we look. I futzed yeah. with a shitty ring light for ten minutes before you all got on here, and <laughs> it did nothing for me. But you know, <laughs> the episode is called "The Real Me," so I, I'd like for both of you to be real with me about this. You're both actors. You're both obviously runway ready. But <laughs> Deanna, talk to me about your efforts to do what you do without letting. Our culture's obsession with beauty standards, you know, eat you alive. Oh Lord! Woo! Okay. How how do I not allow the yeah? How do I not allow the man to try to keep me down with the standards? Yeah. I am in a great place right now, and I think I think there's times where you know you're changing, you're you're aging, and it's an adjustment. But then you switch into a new gear, you know, and you're like. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty damn good. And that's where I am right now. So I don't know if you, you know, I'm not. That's a good place I'm to doing be. doing the things, but not all the things. I'm just keeping it as natural as possible with, you know, my little red lights and my, and my zappers at home. But I, uh, so I do do what I do, but God, I feel great. You know, I'm in a really good space. I'm in a good space. And and I think when you're younger, you definitely have the weight of at least I can speak for myself of, you know, how am I comparing to everybody else? What do I look like? Am I you don't know who you are as much. So you that insecurity is there. And I think you can get older and you can run with another, you know, host of insecurities. So it's it's kind of just keeping I don't know, in your lane and feeling good as yourself. Well said. Teddy, give us the rare straight male perspective on this. As I said, I mean, you look just like you did when you shot this 24 (laughs) years ago, however long it was, but is like vanity something you've had to battle with? Yeah, yeah, sure. Especially in a profession that's, you know, it's a, it's a visual medium, right? TV. So there's sort of, listen, there's just more time spent <laughs> watching back auditions or, you know, conscious of like, more conscious of the changes, I, I, I guess I'd say. But listen, I, we, we just had a son. Um, the things that matter end up really mattering. The things that don't, or you don't have time or energy or efficiencies to get done. Like they just, for me, I've started to fall by the wayside. And a little bit of that is like, I've never really had any kind of like a beauty regimen or routine. So nothing much has changed there, but, but just like sweating the small stuff, like I'm getting older that certain things aren't going to look the way they once looked. And 
to the degree that I can do something about it. Maybe I will, guys. I'm just so fucking tired. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I do, I do have a little bit of a luxury of like, I've always wanted to have like crow's feet. I've always wanted to have like mm. grooves in my face. So to mm. see those sorts of things show up in my face, I'm like, okay, cool. Of course, there's a worry like, oh, is this going to prevent me from getting hired? Like, and then there's that comparison is the thief of joy stuff, you know, it's like, well, and then it's like, well, fuck it, man. Like if they want someone who looks like that, they're going to go get someone who looks like that. And also the stuff though, that makes it worthy or watchable is all the imperfections and all the stuff that's coming from the inside and going out, like the messiness, the vulnerability, the, the truth, the real me, if we're going to use the title. So yeah. I just try to give, give up the sort of the mental spinning and lean into just, you know, whatever the, the internal sort of confidence that you get from just, you know, Deanna, I'm sure you can attest to just, just surviving this long in this field. And, you know, I don't know, just, just trusting that the good shit's in there and, and yeah, we're all going to get older. So whatever, wash your face and put the masks on, <laughs> whatever, like do, do, do those things I I guess, but um, I should practice what I preach. I really, I really don't do. But now, listen, Doctor Wolf is starting, so I might have to start thinking about those those types of things. Listen, yeah. I, you, you obviously got hired on that uh, crow's feet and all. Uh, you know, maybe these are the these are the things that serve you now. Yeah, that that's and, and yes, that is. That is male privilege you're talking about. Right yeah, there. I've never. Uh, I'm trying to think. That, like, have I heard a woman ever say? Looking Break forward to, <laughs> can't wait to settle into some crow's feet. Right. You know, yeah. I, right. You're not going to hear I that mean, too I mean, the only person the I can oh. think of on this that I that I can imagine who was like, get me into them crow's feet is <laughs> Frances McDormand. Like, I think she's been cool with them. Right. She's right. been like, I yeah. feel better with the crows, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think when she was one of those people when she was in high yeah. school she was like I don't make yes. sense as a teenager I need to be in my 50s now yeah like, yeah. like we gotta, gotta weather this space so I be up self. so that uh, I yeah. make sense yeah. <laughs> right. she has that right. amazing scene in um, the documentary about searching for Deborah Winger where yeah. Rosanna Arquette like accosts her in a, in a women's bathroom yeah. to, to just like get a moment with her on camera and Frances McDormand does like a whole monologue about why actresses shouldn't shouldn't yeah. mess yeah. with their faces yeah. because we're not going to have anybody who can tell age appropriate stories as everybody gets older because no one's going to look their age anymore. Having said that, you know, I'm going to be giving a full <laughs> yank as soon as, I, as, soon as uh, <laughs> time permits. That's really funny. That's really funny. Yeah. That was, I don't know when that was, was that 30 years ago? But, um, but she was really announcing who she was. She knew exactly who she was or wanted to be in that doc. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. If she's a can or something, but you're right. There's that, like, there's that moment where she ran into her in the bathroom and clearly like waved over the camera person. and was like, listen, get this, get this, get this. Like I, I got two minutes yeah. with her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about what the other three girls are doing while Carrie's on this fashion show journey. Cause they're all on their own, you know, they're parallel journeys when it comes to like seeing themselves clearly, like Miranda's surprised when the hot guy at crunch asks her out. Samantha's getting the nude photos taken. Charlotte's vagina is depressed. <laughs> Thoughts on those so storylines. I mean, I, it's, I guess I never considered the title, you know, applying to everyone else's storylines until just a moment ago where like Samantha wants to show her real self, you know, um, mm -hmm. and who as the, the uh, you know, as an audience, we've, uh, we've, we've come to, to know her as like by taking these pictures. And of course, 
there's that wonderful sort of exchange that Miranda has with the guy from Crunch where like he just finds her so sexy as she is. And then she puts, oh, she's so confident. She's like, she's wearing her black dress and she's, <laughs> she's like really feeling herself, you know, like, cause she, uh, she is a confident, she, and she's announcing all these truths. Like, I love my life. I love, <laughs> I love my job, all these things. And he, it's, it, it's a turnoff to him. And I, you know, so who is the, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess that's the real Miranda, but so the real Miranda is also the one who she has a phone call with Carrie and says something like, um, I'm, I was in my $3, like old man t-shirt and I don't know, mm. like my, my sweatpants or something. And he found me sexy. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's the real her too. No, I, well, I the, so my, my take on the storylines is everyone is sort of trying to, it's what we all do. We're like, this is me, right? Right. And then we sort of check right. in with ourselves and like, oh, well, maybe I'm a little mm. bit off to the right. Maybe I need to sort of like get back to the middle of the road, or maybe I just sort of went off the path a little bit this way. Maybe I need to sort of, you know, am I this or am I that? And and we all go through that. And I feel like the girls at this point are in their mid thirties ish. Like, I mean, who, yeah. who, who didn't, especially, you know, as we're all sort of trying to come up and sort of find ourselves professionally and personally be like, this is me, or this is me tonight. Or, Oh no, that's not me. This is me. Oh fuck. I got that one wrong. Like, Anyway, I'm 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 rambling a bit here, but I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. It's such a tight episode too. Like it's so there's two like great diner scenes. Loved. Great yeah. dialogue. Like, oh yeah. I don't know. It's just so great. it's it, it's so perfect, especially that we could go have that classic like Sex in the City cut to right after Charlotte's yeah. scene at the gynecologist. We can go right to the diner and go, Your vagina's depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yes. So good. Chef's kiss. Such an incredible button on the scene too. Miranda said something like, "Well, that's why your vagina is depressed." Yeah. You know, because she's that's like, right. you know, she's what she calls it, ugly or something like. I forget. The, yeah, I think that's the word. <laughs> Beautiful. It was so yeah. it was like, so like just how friends handle it. Like, yes. that, that's a really like that's a huge statement of like, oh man. And then the friend handles it just very like you know with a little bit of um, levity. I don't know. I just thought it was that was such a joy. Yeah, they really kind of go yeah. after each other a little bit in this episode, but in such a natural, real way. You know, yeah, they yeah. poke fun. They know each other so well. So, yeah. like, Miranda can say uh, whatever. I forget what Miranda said, but then she hit Carrie back with, you're a model, you know? I, oh, and you're a model. Yeah, I right. forget what Carrie had said to mm -hmm. her something about that's right she goes you win guys over with oh, your yeah. personality which that's is hilarious right. slam like that's what great. a perfect roasting right. of miranda yeah and yeah yeah and i think miranda that scene with her not accepting it was even possible and as i was watching it and i remember thinking the same thing she was like sweating and armpits and and it was very hard to see her through his eyes but mm. I, especially now, I totally got it. I'm like, yeah, she seems super cool. Totally. She's like super totally cute. Totally can relate to it. Yep. She's yep. in her moment. She's working her butt off. She's focused. Yep. He's like, oh, who's this chick? And she couldn't yeah. accept yeah. herself. Like, well, it can't be this easy. Like, he certainly can't be accepting me like this, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel yeah. like, yeah. And I think once you're in real relationships, like my husband always says, his he's loves seeing me at home in my cozies. Like that's his favorite. Mm -hmm. And that's like hair and sweats, totally. you know, because totally. that's your, you're yeah. comfortable. You're in your skin. You're relaxed. Totally. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so, that, that's so, that's so right on. Like there's something so 
cute and sexy. Like when uh, my wife's in her in her PJs, you know, like with the hair of and the glasses on. It's just it's so it's so beautiful. But when yeah, like these are the things maybe you know I don't know until you until you sort of find it in yourself or have someone reinforce this thing. You're like okay, I don't need to put on the show. I can accept uh, who I am is like enough and wonderful and you know um but we all have to navigate those waters right <laughs> until we yeah. so, so we have uh so we find ourselves exactly like, i don't know yeah in, the, in that in that other place yeah and this for yeah. me also captures like everything we're talking about captures what i love about the the mpk version of sex in the city especially because rewatching the pilot i was reminded how much the origins of the show were really about looking for love and looking for men. And the friends were really just sort of like different people reflecting back Carrie's experience, mm-hmm. their own experiences mm-hmm. with men. It was not what it came to be in Michael Patrick's hands, which is like the real love stories between the friends. And this season, mm-hmm. uh, for season four, that's crystallized so beautifully. And, and in this episode, because like you're saying, good friends can rag on each other and tease each other, but they're also not going to let you I mean, Deanna has experiences with me many times. Talk about yourself too disparagingly. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let you get away with it. And we see, and that, and that's how we kick off the whole first episode. The, the beginning of the episode, Stanford is like, I'd have to pay that guy. You know, I know what I look like, and mm-hmm. she's like, you don't see what I see. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a line. It's like that's really yeah. how she sees her friend. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and also um, when Samantha shows up, it's sort of this pivotal moment in the fashion show where Carrie is sort of like, you got to tell me the truth. Like, do I, you know, the subtext is like, do I look like an idiot? Is this too much? And she reinforces, she tells her the truth about who she is. She looks absolutely fucking smashing and she absolutely belongs out there. And that's also what friends do is they, they show up at the right time. Yeah. Like they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll rag on you, but like when you really need it, they'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And you know, we also have Charlotte trying to set up Anthony and Stanford, <laughs> oh. like the well-intentioned straight friend oh, that, boy. you know, the classic thing of like, oh, you're both gay, you should date. But it's because Charlotte thinks that both of them are catches. Mm-hmm. And of course, the irony is that later on, even though they hate each other in this episode, they're going to get married, yeah. as we know. Yeah. You're both happily married now, obviously, but in your single days, did either of you have terrible experiences with setups? Oh, Lord. I mean, I feel like I got set up after a bit. No one set me up in my 20s at all. I would have been nice. But Mm. in my early 30s, I feel like I was on a tear that was just rough and random. Yeah. And I was in New York at that time. And I was set up. (laughs) I mean, it's what I was told. He's a millionaire, you know? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, and he's older. And I, I didn't know what to do with either of those things, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> but uh, we met for a drink and it was so wrong, you know, on every level. Mm. It just wasn't, it just wasn't a fit. Setting people up. Okay. You're being very kind. (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) it was just, it was so strange. It was like these two of these things just don't make a lick of sense. You know, I don't even have the specifics of it. It just didn't do, of course, as I'm walking up to, to the date before getting in there, I was like, can I try on millionaire? Like, is that, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Is that like a Why look not? that might work for me? 
And then I sat down. I was like, no, it, it will not. You know, they definitely, <laughs> at least this one, this one ain't working. <laughs> he just had no business. He was, he was fine, you know, but yeah, it, it's there. You were the Anthony in that scenario. You were like, I got good arms and a high tight ass and I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> he does not look like Ed Harris. In some ways, I think we were I both the Anthony in that scenario. We both looked at our assets and we were like, these are going to be served better elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, by the way, was this this? Do, we met Anthony in this episode. That's what like, I was going to ask. Yeah. One one time the previous season, I think. Oh, okay. okay. But he's still a new character. He's still right, right, right. I thought uh I'm also I'm also in that scene because I shot that out in front of Brasier eight and a half before we went inside, and it's like sleeting and they're just throwing extras in front oh of the handheld, God. which they're backing up down down fifty seventh street and um so this is when Anthony's on the phone with Charlotte. You're in the He's on the phone, he's got there. these wow. Well, like you no, you don't see me. I'm just like I, I, I would be a blur if I even made it on. And I've watched enough times. You can't find sure yourself. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not in that one. But he's got those Bed Bath & Beyond bags and he's hustling down the street. Um, <laughs> I, loved, I loved how that was shot. I even loved like the, you know, like his, his exit in that scene. You know, he says, that's hot. And it's like he doesn't make a meal out of it. He's just, he's just like he's on the go. You know, like he's, but yeah. he's, been, he's been pitched the guy, the Ed Harris, you know, lookalike, and he's in. Which I just think is so. Anyway, I just I just love how how that ended. It's really tight. It's like a very tight scene. He's just you know we've all been there in New York hustling. It's cold. You don't want to fucking yeah. be on the phone. Like you got you got somewhere you got a subway. You got to get whatever. Um, I just again I just thought it was so so well done. I also wanted to say, guys, like where the girls are at, in the arc of this series. This is this is season four, right? This is the second mm-hmm. episode. Like first episodes back after a hiatus are. I don't. I don't remember the first one. They're probably fine. That could, could even be great. But there's always like a getting back to work kind of thing that happens. Like maybe you're a little bit rusty. You know, maybe it's. But but like they know each other really well. They're the second episode in. They got a fucking great script. Yeah. They have a lot to do that episode. And I just I just loved how when we talk about how this was like such a classic episode. It really really is. I just think everyone is just like in the top of their shit. Yep. I yes. agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice that there's only one scene with Samantha and Carrie together. You know, um, I'm I'm always looking at that relationship through a different lens mm, now. Wondering can't, that was can't that not the, see that backstage, right? In the fashion yeah. show, I mean, well, there's yeah, and there's there's only one group scene and with all four of them, and then there's the fashion show. So really two, but there's she's got right. more with the other ladies in this one than. But that's right. I noticed this episode and. I have I have gone back, but I haven't done a full series watch recently. But I was like, oh, you know, Samantha really has a maternal role in this. Yeah. And that's not something I think I was fully aware of Mm. watching it the first time around. You're so right. Because that's who Carrie asks for specifically to come backstage and tell her the truth. And Samantha is the one who gasses her up. To the point that yep. now she's ready to walk out there strutting like she does yeah. in yep. these shoes that are too tall. She's had some champagne. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. Um, yep. obviously yep. she she falls and becomes fashion roadkill. She also so, does it in the scene with the in the cafe because when um, Charlotte hadn't looked at her vagina, she was like, here, just take a mirror. Go check it out. You know, right. go, go, the, right. go to the bathroom. Right. Right. That's all. It just felt maternal older you know 
Yeah, there's this yeah. wisdom. There's this was like, don't don't worry so much. It's 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 easy. Just this, or like, uh, yeah, like I need to tell you in this moment, you got this. You're good. Yeah, you are like you belong here. Now go out and fucking kick some ass. Like, yeah, yeah. You're so right. That's the other piece that we miss so much mm-hmm. about Samantha, and, mm-hmm. and just like that, it's not just like the sexiness and the and the comedy and and, and all of that. It's that she did always have kind of maternal role in. Our quartet. I wouldn't have thought of it, but yes, she did take in her way. She was able to kind of take care of them. And I think especially Carrie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the moment when Carrie does come out on the runway and and falls and then Heidi Klum has to step over her mm-hmm. and we um we cut to a reaction shot of Stanford and the girls in the audience and they're shocked right there in the front row. Mm. Is Teddy Sears yeah. gasping, <laughs> doing some great acting work even then? Oh, what, what do you remember it's, about it's, that moment, Teddy? Uh, it's way, it's way overacted. Oh my god! I mean, if you read my lips, I literally say, "Oh my god!" Like I really we watched it last night, and like you know, oh my, my god! Wife's like, no, no, like your reaction's great. Like Stanford, like look at Stanford's reaction. Like yeah, like, yeah. yeah but he knows her. I'm just a, I'm just a. Uh, but yeah, they sat me. This this was a this was a big room. Everyone's wearing black. They sat me in the front row, um, and it just the the randomness of of the how it all worked out. She literally eats shit. Not literally eats shit. You know, she she eats shit. Yeah. She takes a digger, a digger, mm-hmm. right in front of uh, in front right in front of me. And um, yeah, well, so one thing I remember about that I mentioned earlier that music was really pumping, so the models had something to to walk to. They starts out pumping, then they pull it back, so you know you can hear the dialogue of the girls in Stanford. And uh, and then I, I what I remember specifically is is between camera setups. Um, it's a long day, long day. This was the day I got my paycheck, and I was like, what? I think I, <laughs> it was like seventy five bucks for fifteen hours of work, and I was like, fuck, wow, this. I can't, I can't like live on this. Right. That's I literally I. I remember seventy five bucks, but between camera setups, um, SJP grabbed a seat right in front of us, <gasps> right in front of me and the gal to to my left, and she's like, couldn't have been more like. And by the way, I'm thinking, oh, this is normal. Like number one on the call sheet right. sits down with the extras uh-huh. between camera setups and like shoots the shit. No, she sat down and she said, "How's it going? Like, how's your day going?" And and, it's and one is thing she I wearing from, that outfit? Like, is she in her underwear? Oh, in in the <laughs> jeweled <laughs> in the jeweled it. panties and the oh my god! Blue I mean, the bouffant. It's not a bouffant, but you know. What I mean? Like she yeah. loved her no, 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 body. It was cool. Was it was really insane. Cool. Like that, her she looked so hot, gorgeous. Yeah, and and what everyone said is accurate couldn't have been friendlier Aww. and kinder and i just like what i remember from the conversation was like talking about what we drink first thing in the morning like and i remember saying something so stupid like which was true i was like oh i i, I like a glass of milk in the morning like they're fucking talking about they have coffee and they have hot water and lemon yeah. or something and i'm like i drink a glass of milk i'm 23 year old hayseed what an idiot just got there and like, i think she got up shortly after and walked away um but uh <laughs> I, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I I do remember. 
I'm not going to take us out of this fashion show scene, but I do remember really quickly the end of her night at Brasserie Eight and a Half. You know, there are the stairs that go up, and that street level is at the top of the stairs. And there was a small gathering of people. I'd mentioned it was like sleeting earlier. Like the weather was shitty. It was definitely cold. There was a dozen people waiting for her to come out. And she, and I remember looking up and seeing her. She exited that door. She talked to people. She took pictures Aww. with people. She was the end of her day. But a doll. she put in the time. Yeah, yeah. So like these sort of things that are modeled to, hey, hey, pun intended, modeled to like young actors coming up <laughs> totally. to watch these people at the top of their game, like sort of handle themselves that that reg that that, that, that lands. Like, registered with me that, yeah. that lands that lasted mm-hmm. um for me so so anyway yes she sat down and, and i remember being like oh that's 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 really cool that's that but that's normal right like this happens <laughs> um no it, it very much does not happen but that's what i remember and i remember ed koch coming ed out koch, i remember king yeah king i remember koch. like the models coming out and heidi klum of course was like statuesque and that fashion roadkill moment was so, um, you know, like Stanford said it, I don't know, a dozen times. He yeah. just tried it in different, and maybe it wasn't a dozen times, but he tried different reads of it when the camera was on was on him. And it was really, um, it was funny. It was funny and it was dead dead silent in the room. And and by the way, you know, they, they shot, the when the camera was looking in our direction, you know, it's all of us and, and our heroes behind, a couple of rows behind me. But then the entire rest of that runway, I think was filled out with people too. For the most part, because there's a big like pan at the beginning, because mm-hmm. Margaret shows at like the far end of the runway when she's saying, Carrie, go. So there, anyways, a lot of bodies it was really hot. And I remember the first AD, I don't, I don't remember her name, was cracking the whip all day long Good. to get the shot. She even said something. I remember that she's like, okay, we're all going to have you gasp. And she's like, and nobody's going to get paid for this gasp. Oh. Okay. Like, I, wow. even though you're extras and, and you're making a sound like. <laughs> I need to be clear. No one is getting paid for saying lines. I like and, and setting sorry, expectations, I, you know, like you're going to yeah, get, she was awesome. You ain't going to get, she was awesome. She, she for it. kept a, kept a very, very tight ship. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really, that was really fun. And actually over my shoulder, when I go back and look, there's a, there's a, a guy I became friends with who ended up having a really good career on one life to live. His name is John Paul Lavoisier and he was an extra Whoa. too. And, uh, I, I'm watching him back. I'm like, that's fucking John Paul. Like, holy shit. Um, so listen, we're, we are, we're all just in our early 20s, just trying to make a little bit of money and found ourselves in the same show. So, um, you know, like he and I did a play years later. Anyway, weird. Life's weird. But that's the New York actor community, man. Like you're going to cross paths with, with other people and, um, and have these sort of stories to tell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Fun. And then it's you're so going to go on to become the kind of New York actor who's working so much that he's on Law & Order as two different characters. Be- I, like, I you're was. one of those. Many, many years apart. But okay, hold on. I have a little bone to pick with it with the same actor, many years apart thing. I mean, Sex and the City did it with Justin Thoreau, right? But like it was a little bit too too close together when they used him. Uh, And then more recently, what's his name? Peter Herman played, um, Peter Herman played like the guy on the bicycle who runs over Carrie. And he's like the tech entrepreneur who can't keep, uh, can't like, yeah, whatever, keep keep his mind on the project. But he also (laughs) was in, remember when, you guys can tell me to shut up any second, but uh, you guys remember when um, Charlotte and Harry break up and like Charlotte goes to a yes. thing and everyone's trying to set her up and you should meet my David. And then, so she does meet this guy named David who is also played by Peter Herman. And he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's very handsome and he's like, so do you want to go back to my apartment and have sex? And she's like, no, 
He's like, okay. And he gets up and leaves. <laughs> so like they're doing a little, a little double, a little double casting yeah. guys. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm like, why not just making the same character and we could have a little button where Charlotte sees a picture of him and she's like, Oh, that guy percent. tried to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. I there's a couple other great ones, like the guy that Seema dates, um, who's like the club owner in and just like that. He was in an episode where I think he worked at um he worked at some like fashion boutique in Sex in the City. Oh, wow. Rosemary what? DeWitt is in and just like that as as um, right. Aiden's ex-wife, right. and she yeah. was one of Miranda's uh, co-workers at the law firm in, in Sex and oh City. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, okay. So, yeah. all right. Well, then I stand That's back. Fine. These guys know what they're doing. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it, it is fine. It is fine. And there's no reason that fashion show guy shouldn't come back <laughs> right. just like that. Well, it's a major well, listen, arc. Well, they had to I sit did there. audition. Yeah, they had to go through it in the writer's room and sort of figure it out. And they're like, we do feel he was a little too influential in that in that fashion show episode. Oh, like, yeah, right, we right. Don't know so instantly disqualified. Right. Manage right. That. Or handle. We that might break thing. the Internet. Yeah. They right. might just no, not geez, be able like, to handle just, it. I mean, literally, no one would know any of this if I didn't stick my hand up and say, guys, talk to me. I was like, I was on that episode. <laughs> But, um, no, but, but I did, I auditioned for that, for the guy who runs over for Peter Herman's part, oh, the guy who runs over Carrie. Um, so I, listen, I've tried, yeah. I've tried and you know, You'll be know. Oh, After I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. Um, I, not to brag, did some extra work in my day. I yeah. was in a, an extra in, um, a, a movie with Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst. It was a Cameron Crowe movie. Yes. Elizabeth town. Elizabeth town. Hey. Yeah. There's a big um, farmer's market sequence. I crossed the frame in mm. that. Not a great shot of me. Tough. But <laughs> I was also in, I remember being out oh. to dinner with a friend. And this was at a time where I was like also like submitting myself for like weird things on mm -hmm. Actors Access. And I didn't really pay attention to what they were. But I got yeah. a call. I went to the bathroom at dinner. And I got a call that it was like, you've been um, like hand selected to play this like key role in a Lindsay Lohan music video, but it shoots tomorrow. And I came back to the table and I was like, gotta go, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like I'm starring in a Lindsay Lohan music video tomorrow. Right. And I get there and of course I'm a fucking extra in a sea of a oh hundred people. God. And it was her right. music video for the Herbie the Love Bug, whatever her single uh -huh. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I, didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know she had a single, okay. Yeah, um, but wow. Wow. Deanna Chang, also did some extra work on another yeah, iconic New York fashion show. <laughs> it's like, you guys are like, oh, I have these extra, I did this extra work. I'm barely in there. And like, no one's the wiser, you know? Sadly, right. my extra work is the only thing people reach out to me and say, hey, I saw you <laughs> in. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's very featured. It's, I was an extra in Gossip Girl. And I was okay. playing with, I was just looking up her name. Margaret Collin is the actress. Wow. And I, we. She played Blair's mom. Yeah, Blair's okay. mom. And I was yeah. the wedding planner. So I am sitting with her. We did a whole scene that was improvised. And then I did have to have someone come up and run. Like, she might have been the same gal who was cracking the whip on Sex and the City. And she was just like, <laughs> yeah. you can't speak you know like you don't <laughs> we did a fully improvised scene and full lines her and i back and forth we had a blast and she was like um no no 
<laughs> like, no. like you cannot do that. Oh. That's not for oh, you. Crusher. That's not for you here right. uh, and now. So, but even with no lines, we see quite a bit of you. My presence is felt. Okay, yeah. I am working this. You know, I'm working that set. I'm up and down. I've got my clipboard. I'm coming in. I'm going out. I am the wedding planner. Like, there's no way around that. And is yeah, there an IMDb credit? Absolutely not. But my presence is felt. And I'll have people that are like so far removed from my life. Uh, probably, I would say about four or five times a year, someone will be like, did I see you in Gossip Girl? I'm like, you did. You really did. You did. That's where you saw me. Wish You deserve the credit. Get the I, I would love it. it yeah. Because when yeah. you're that impactful on a show, like in your presence is really felt like that. You deserve at, at the very least a line on IMDb, you know? 100%. Yeah. And you Agreed. deserve a, a, a role in the in the reboot, which I, well, I guess the reboot's no longer with us. <laughs> right, right, right. That's why, because they they, they, if they would have brought back that wedding planner character, yeah. it might have had a different future. Yeah. <laughs> I also was just, like, you know, the thing that everybody remembers is the pratfall and the, like, oh, my God, fashion. Ro- oh, oh, and by the way, Sarah Jessica then said the photographer keeps taking her picture and she goes, stop fucking right. taking my picture. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, have we ever heard Carrie say fuck before? Ooh. Like all the other girls are dropping F-bombs left and right. But I feel like Carrie very rarely says fuck. I have to go. I mean, I trust you. I'd have to go like actually pay pay closer attention. Um, but I believe you. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, Samantha's Just out of character nine. for her. Miranda's number two. Charlotte. Not a lot of F-bombs mm-hmm. out of Charlotte, though. No. Yeah, but she'll do a surprise one every once yeah. in a while for, for totally. laughs, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was, of course, like, I've seen this a million times, but then after the fall, she gets up, head held high, she's smiling, she's giving Heidi Klum the high five, and to be real is is playing and it's just like i'm and i'm and i'm crying i'm crying i'm, crying. I'm fully I'm crying i'm crying and i'm tears and <laughs> yeah. i'm chills and i'm clapping yes. and i'm crying <laughs> i'm crying and i'm uh, clapping yes. and i'm chills that's awesome it's just another perfect yeah. episode that was no it, it, they yeah they they nailed it they nailed it and the music like music's great and by the way did you i'm sure you've seen you know the credits she's strutting in her closet and then she's in her like her like boy tidy whities and she closes the closes the door and they roll the credits. Mm. Have you ever watched the whole thing all the way through? Because if you watch the no. credits all the way through at the way end, like they're at the end of the credits, she opens the door and she like pops her head out and she smiles and then she closes the door. It's a really cute, like oh, wow. you wouldn't see it unless you watch the three minutes and you're like looking at, Oh, what was the key grips name? And like, you know, I, I, we watched it. Um, we've seen it a couple of times now. And last night, like, I, I think this is the episode, right? And sure enough, she just kind of, it's really, really a cute thing. She just stood there for three minutes and I'm sure she's like, was told, all right, go or pop back I don't out know. there. Pop back out there. I mean, I'm sure she knew that's where they were going to roll. The they credits, knew. I thought that was a really cute little thing. Yeah. They knew really, it was really, like really an epic, up. epic episode. Like we're going to give a yeah. little button. It really, really, really. And I keep thinking about like when they're backstage and she doesn't want to do it. Like they, they build the tension really well, you yes. know, then Stanford goes back and he's got the donut. Then he sends Samantha back and she doesn't want to wear the thing and the guy showing up with the like they built tension or NPK yes. built tension so well and then it, there's the the payoff of course is when she gets up and slaps five and she sort of you know straightens mm-hmm. herself up and goes all the way to the end and smiles it's like it's a really really it's a really great payoff I think as an audience like if you didn't notice it the music is kind of 
tense in the background and she's not relaxed. And um, anyway, I just thought it was, it's masterful. Totally, yeah. totally a great episode. Great and the episode. voiceover, the where it's like, you know, a lot of people say they miss the voiceover and just like that. But this is one of the times that I really missed it because it, it ties it all together so beautifully when she's like, you know, my little act of bravery inspire mm-hmm. bravery and my three friends. And then we get these quick pops yep. of like Miranda confronts a guy at crunch. <laughs> yep. Charlotte looks at her vagina finally in the mirror. Balls. I forget what Samantha does at the end. Oh no, this is great. The yeah. the, the delivery guy played by played by Adrian Martinez, oh, who course. like is in everything. Yeah. He he gives her what she needs, which is like you're you're fucking hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He loves it and she gives him an extra 20. I just think it's so perfect. His delivery is so great. He looks like such a little boy there too. Um it's yeah, like so, so low the way he his voice is so low and he just like he just oh, like gets so it good. out there. Nice ass. <laughs> nice ass. With like, with yeah. like this lecherous kind yeah. of like, you know, undertones. It's so great. So great. So great. And it's exactly what she needed to hear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Last question before I let you go. When uh, when Anthony asks Charlotte who would play Stanford in a movie, you know, she says young Ed, Ed Harris, which blows up in her face. <laughs> so yeah. I want to ask both of you who would play you in a movie. And you can't do a Jonah Melissa Rivers and cast yourself, even though you'd both be great. Deanna, What's the movie about, though? Like, just our it's the it's the Teddy Sears life? story. Yeah, oh, it's boy. his journey from being an, a scrappy extra on Sex and the City to a star of an NBC show. You know, oh, I boy. mean, that's a it's, that's a movie right it's, there. It's very boring, uh, but I I will say the guy who's who's always getting the. Tall, handsome, blonde-haired, haired roles. Alexander Skarsgård, please. Let oh, me yeah, excellent. Yes. excellent! Let me go up. Let me, excellent. let me, let me turn the dial up to to that guy. You know, he's no. He's great. That's just that's good. Great casting. Be, yeah. That's great. And apparently, he's like quite a nice fellow. So that's that matters. Oh, you know, people are, well, I, I don't know. It's what I've heard. That's it nice to hear. But, he seems yeah. like he's so, so amazing. That's, that's I would be intimidated by him. So I, I like to hear that. That's nice. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am intimidated by him. Um, yes, Deanna, I'm so curious. Who God, I, I, uh, I'm thinking of an actress that looks nothing like me, but I, I'm spacing on her name, so I'm going to need some time with that. But mm. looks wise, what I mean, the only Kira Sedwick is coming to mind. Oh, okay. How do you yes. feel awesome. about that? Yes, yes, hundred um, percent. You know, fabulous about that. Uh, I don't know. I think um, the they're both older. The the other actress I'm thinking about. Oh God, she's in like a million Woody Allen movies, and I just love her. Um, she's in Radio Days. Uh, oh, um, oh, Radio Days is great. Um, I'm gonna. I'm I gonna. Mean, Mia Farrow was in Radio Days. It's, it's Teddy. It's not Mia Farrow. But uh, okay. Know, um, but, but Mia Farrow would be great too. She'd be great. I'll, be. I'll, uh, I'll put that in the the episode notes. You know, I think she was yeah. in Radio Days. Maybe she we'll wasn't. Record even. a whole new episode yeah. to just break this news. <laughs> just right. Maybe right, right. <laughs> she wasn't. I mean, I'm also going to throw in a younger Lisa Kudrow. I would like that. You know, that's great. That's yeah. no problem. Yeah. You know, that's probably the right answer at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Great. Can I great, great stuff all around. Yeah. I feel like we hit all the major, the one thing we didn't talk about and we can, we'll land the plane here, but we didn't talk at all about Pat field or at all about the clothes, but like there's a couple of scenes where Carrie is wearing like, like some dynamite, like long sweaters. 
Mm-hmm. Like one yeah. is like an alpine scene on like she and mm-hmm. um, she and Charlotte are walking along university. And I know it's university because there's a beautiful flower shop on the corner of like 12th and university. And then they're walking towards Washington Square Park. I spent a lot of time there. I'm like, that's a fucking flower shop. I always do that too with the show because I lived there from 2000, 2005. So the show's like a time capsule for me of like that era in New York. And so it's always fun to be like, where are they? Where are they walking? But yeah, and then she goes, she returns to her apartment, has another like, you know, long, beautiful, like multicolored, like awesome, 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 awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, my two cents about uh, sw- sweater season now that we're in it. <laughs> I did jot down need white jean jacket and gray T-shirt ASAP. Right. She was wearing because, that right. in yeah. the, um, with the aviators. Uh, I don't She wore it when her and Stanford were backstage. For the model yeah, before she got in the, yes, yeah. yeah, and I just was like, that is such a classic look. It looks amazing, and mm-hmm. I wanted it. I just wanted it. The holidays are upon us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black Friday, baby. Yeah, that's right. Teddy Sears, Deanna Chang, thank you both so How much. Fun. Thank you. This what was so much fun. Yeah. And that's our show. Please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at and just like Matt Pod. And Just Like Matt is a World of Wonder production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkey. Our executive producer is Renee Colvert. Our associate producer is Jess Walinski. And our audio engineer is Justin Matson. Many thanks to Michael Pressman and everyone at World of Wonder. Thank you.